Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey everyone, welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I bring on top experts to help you create the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm so excited to be talking with Jack Butler again. Welcome, Jack. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me again. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I think it's been about six months since we've done a live stream, and we are actually streaming this live on YouTube as well. So if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, and you'd like to see a video of this episode, I'll include a link to that in the description or episode details. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Jack, he is a transformational life and love coach who helps people connect deeply with their authentic selves so they can be loved for who they truly are in relationships and just be more of who they are in any area. Area of life. And today we have such a great topic for everyone. We're going to be talking about three things you need to do if you want a man to make you a priority. I know I get asked about this all the time. I don't know about you, Jack, but is there anything you want to say before we get started? No, let's get into this. I think it's a great topic and I'm, I'm happy to be dissecting it with you. Amazing. So hello to everyone watching live. We see you typing things into the chat. Let us know if you have any questions and we'll get to as many as we can at the end. So let's dive into this topic, Jack. What's the first thing that someone needs to do or know in order to be a man's priority? So I'm going to start with a little bit of an inverted logic. I actually think the first thing to do to have a guy make you a priority is to wait for a guy that wants to make you a priority. So that might sound a little like, oh, what I, what, where's my action in that? The, it's actually about cultivating patience and trusting yourself that you will know when a guy is making you a priority. So anytime you're trying to manufacture or storify a guy into imagining that he's making you a priority, the, the, the game is actually to, uh, to break that cycle and to return to self and to have the patience that even if it takes months or years for a guy to come along that wants you to be a priority in his life, it's so much easier to partner with that than any of the other guys that, you know, whether they're cameos or part-time players in your life or just for whatever reason. And a guy legitimately doesn't have to make you a priority. It's just, if you want to have the guy in your life longer term, you want that guy to make you a priority. So 
That's it's so true. I mean, everything starts with that, right? It's This is so easy when you're with the right person. And it can be such a struggle when you're with the wrong person trying to get them to make you a priority when they're not motivated from within to do that. What does that look like for you? I know I hear from women every day, literally, who say things like, I've been talking to this guy for six months or, right? Yes. I, you know, he texts me every once in a while, but he just isn't moving things forward consistently. I'm curious, what does it look like from your perspective when a guy isn't making someone a priority and the woman should consider possibly moving on? Well, I think it's all those things you mentioned and any other combination. So I, I mm -hmm. tried to make this simple by uh, using this sort of binary logic, zero or one, right? So in my world, we talk about a one is, is a guy who is consistent, is moving things forward, has an intention and vision for the relationship and is making you a priority. Everything that isn't that is is a zero, you know? So, I mean, mm -hmm. we have other words for that. We can talk about pen pals. We can talk about um, companions. We can even talk about lovers. Sometimes you can have a strong romantic connection with someone, but if that only happens, you know, every other weekend or when he's in town or when he's not working too hard or fill in the blank, then it's just not likely to be in this kind of partner mm. potential category, right? So, uh yeah, any of those things that, that basically mean there's an inconsistency or there's a lack of attention. And, and I try and encourage people, you don't actually need to make a guy wrong for this. This is, this is not about judgment. This is about discernment, right? Judgment says, oh, and now I'm, I'm now going to make him wrong and criticize him and tell him that he's screwing up or that all that stuff. That's a lot of wasted energy. Discernment is this isn't right for me. You know, for someone else, having a guy that texts them, you know, every weekend, that might be great for them because they're in a stage of their life where that's what they're looking for. But if yeah. you're looking for a committed style of relationship or something that can go somewhere, it's about you discerning for yourself and just owning that, you know, thank you, but this isn't right for me right now. And it doesn't really need to be that much harder than that. You know, everything else that we add into that about why, or why is he not giving me this? Or why is he not making a priority? I said, but you don't want a PhD in, 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 pen pal guys you don't need to understand i mean it's great if you're a sociologist or you know you want to study that but really what you need to do is just keep redirecting your focus on the thing that you want and what's hard is when that hasn't come around yet you start to erode a little bit at your sense of trust and confidence that huh is this ever going to happen for me you know so sometimes you have to befriend your singleness the gift of singleness to actually in enjoy it and and sort of luxuriate in it noticing that there may be another season when something else comes online so true. I know we did a live stream a really long time ago on how to know what a man's commitment process looks like. And you talked about three mm -hmm. categories of men. It was the, I believe the lover, the that's partner. It. What was yes. the third one? I can't remember. The third one is companion. You companion. Know, so, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Like and a special friend. Yeah. So a lot of times women can get stuck on the best friend or companion or the lover. Totally. And right. What you're really looking for is that partner and not making these other things something they're not. So it really is moving through those zeros in order to get to the one. That's I it. Mean, right? It's a lot of that. I mean, as, as sort of bizarre as that sounds, you know, if we just get blunt and realistic for a moment, the vast majority of guys that you come into contact with are going to be zeros to you. Mm -hmm. You know, that mm -hmm. is just what it is. So that, that sometimes, as I say, can be hard if you're having that experience again and again. But, you know, it only takes one person that actually wants to build something with you and that you see that with them and you're in a completely different playing field. That That's the point here. Still, it doesn't mean it's necessarily going to go somewhere or it's all going to work out. It's like there's, there's other things, but let's make sure that you're both on the pitch of what we call the partner pitch as opposed to the companion pitch 
or the lover pitch. And and one of the things that I'll just add that's challenging here is guys don't go around, you know, they don't have like C on their forehead for companion, right? Or L for lover. We're often uh, not particularly clear in ourselves which category we're in with you right now right so as guys mature they maybe get better at noticing "Hmm, i'm in this season i am looking for something serious or i'm not looking for something serious and they can be upfront about that but sometimes you've been a serious guy but right now you're not so serious or you're not so serious and this is the hard thing in in the direction of this particular person so sometimes it just takes depersonalizing what can feel personal you you have to notice is he making me a priority, right? He might mm-hmm. be good at prioritizing his sister, his mother, his all these other people in his life. But the question is, in this instance, is he prioritizing you? I was just going to say that you read my mind because, I mean, a lot of people say that they're looking for a serious relationship or they love to settle down and get married someday. And it mm-hmm. can be easy to hold on to those words or what a guy says maybe in his online dating profile or something. Yeah. But really, as his actions pertain to this particular woman, he's just not really showing her that he's motivated to yeah. build a future with her or pursue her for something serious. Right. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah, it's really important. I mean, in, in an ideal world, he would let you know that, right? But we yeah. don't live in an ideal world. So if he hasn't let you know that, you've got to, that's where discernment comes in. You've got to see what's in front of you. And, you know, don't be afraid of just sort of saying, hey, I am in the business for something serious. You're a cool guy. If you were interested in something serious, I might be interested in that. But my sense is you're not really interested in something serious here. Right. And then, then let him convince you otherwise. But you also, you know, your intuition is so powerful in these instances. Normally, if you're asking yourself the question of, hmm, is he into it? Where do I stand? You've already got an answer. So true. I could yeah. just talk forever about this. I mean, has anyone ever been ghosted by someone who said they were looking for something serious or mm-hmm. had things not work out with someone who said they want to get married? That's all of us, right? And so it's important to watch the actions. And I'm so happy yeah. to be starting with this one because nothing really matters unless you're actually with the right person who's motivated from within to prioritize you, in my opinion and experience. Mm-hmm. So what is that second thing women need yeah. to do or know in order to be a man's priority? Okay, so the second thing is actually about making yourself a priority, mm. right? So this is the uh, the difference with being um, sort of overly over there with him and overly available for connection, right? This is, this is actually the sort of counterintuitive thing that the more you are rooted in your own values, your own worth, your own hobbies, priorities, preferences, career, passions, family, things that are important to you, whatever they are, that that's actually, it's more likely that when he sees you making yourself a priority that he might want to make you a priority as well. Now, you still need number one in place, right? So none of this is a substitute for him already having a certain level of interest in you. But if that's there, it's it's actually, um, it's about making your life attractive, not for him, for you. But then there's this kind of like added benefit that the, the more you're rooted in your own um, authenticity, your own expression, your own creativity, your own, your own passion for your life, the, the more likely it is that someone's going to want to partner you in that. Right. And the other thing that it means is you're not going to suddenly when someone comes into your life that's interested, sort of like let everything else go and, and, overly attend to something that isn't yet worthy of that level of attention from you, right? If he's proved himself over time that he, he wants to have a place for you in his life and you want that place, 
okay, yeah, then maybe there's going to be more attention you start putting over there. But if you just know in sobriety, listening to me right here, right now, that your your pattern is to get overly excited overly quickly about a guy who typically it doesn't go somewhere, this is this is the antidote, right? The antidote is to stay rooted in yourself, a bit closer to yourself, a bit more curious about yourself. Um, and, and this isn't game playing, right? This isn't like, oh, I'm going to pretend I'm not available on Friday night. This is actually like, have, have a life that's, that's got some stuff going on, you know, have, have some interest. So it's, it's not, it's not, you're playing a game with him. It's, it's a genuine and authentic focus on yourself. So true. And I was just checking in with the chat. It sounds like people can definitely relate to this. I think that's so important. You really can't expect a man to prioritize you if you're not doing that for yourself. Right. I always say that a man yes. can only love value and respect you as much as you love value and respect yourself. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I do. You know, I mean, most of us have some work to do in that territory. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I think there is a variation of this that I'm, I'm not so keen on, which is, you, you know, sort of, you could never get, you can never get into a relationship until you've sort of done all this level of inner work. It's like, right. I, I hold it a little bit both and right. Mm -hmm. both, you know, but I absolutely what you're talking about, mm -hmm. I think is, is really important. And again, if you're listening to this right now and, and noticing, oh gosh, yeah, this does tend to be my pattern. This is changeable. This is something that mm -hmm. you can, you can work on and, um, it will reward you not only in this domain of your life, but in other domains of your life, because you'll just be putting more, good juju into the different areas um of your life so there's yeah. there's, there's no downside really to this right the, the mind might say something like well if, if i don't text him back quickly or if i don't let him know that i'm really really into it maybe you know he's going to pass me by and again i think that falls foul of our point in number one which is he's got to have an always already internal level of interest you don't get to decide that right i always get i have sort of say to people without sounding too spiritual it's it's sort of above our pay grade right? It's above our pay grade, why attractions exist, why a guy wants to keep coming towards you. But you just want to know that it is happening when it's happening. Absolutely. And there was a little delay in the internet there, but I can hear you and see you now. Hopefully the replay is okay. Sometimes with the streaming, it slows down a little bit, but I, yeah. I can see you now. So everything's yeah. great. I totally agree with yeah. you. I think a lot of times we're often demanding from others what we're not giving to ourselves. So if we're ignoring our own needs that's and desires. That's so Sorry, I mean, right? like, I'm not trying to yeah. know before you said that, that one sentence, that's a book right there. It's great. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yeah. We, we're throwing away our own desire for a great relationship just to be with this one guy who's not making us a priority. We've all been there and men do this too, I'm sure. So make sure you are prioritizing yourself, valuing yourself, uh, putting your desire for a great relationship ahead or above your desire to just be with this one guy and make him prioritize you. I just think that's really important to know. And by the way, Jack has opened up a new round of private coaching, right? And we'll talk about that at the end. But if you're interested in working with Jack, I know you only do this maybe once or twice a year. And if you let him know that I referred you, you'll get a bonus uh, transformation program from him. It's a thousand dollar value, totally free. If you just let him know that I referred you and you're interested in coaching. So that is the first link in the description. If you want to go ahead and apply for that, we'll talk more about that at the end, but what's the third thing that everyone needs to know here today. So the third thing is uh, about a polarity that I believe exists in, in relating. Um, so we'll call it the connection autonomy polarity, right? So it basically says that when, when we, relate and this is this is actually true of all relationships but particularly true of intimate relationships um we're likely to move between times of being more connected 
and times being more in our autonomy, right? Even if you think about, okay, we had a nice breakfast together, but now like we've got to go to work, right? And let's say we work separately. So we're kind of like in our autonomy. And then maybe we come back together for, you know, a date that night or later in the week or whatever it is. And typically, and I'm talking in gross orienting generalization, so there's plenty of exceptions to this, but within that polarity, it's not uncommon for the, the woman to hold down more on the connection polarity and the guy to hold down more on the autonomy polarity. Now, that's fine, right? It, it might be true that in gross generalization, women are more relationship oriented than men. We could have that conversation. The thing that I'm pointing out is this is a polarity. And like any polarity, you need to be able to move along it, right? If there's a polarity between action and rest, you know, too much action and not enough rest, you're going to burn out. Too much rest, not enough action, you're going to get kind of lethargic. So, the, the thing that I want to suggest that helps him make you a priority is that at times you actually occupy the autonomy polarity, right? So it's kind mm. of like fancy words, but it basically means if, if you know that you're naturally oriented to connection with him at times you hold down the, your, the autonomy. And what you'll find is likely that at, there's a point at which he wants to move more into connection with you, right? He's actually initiating more contact. He's making more dates. Now, again, there's a, there's a version of this that could be kind of playing games, right? Sort of like hard to get. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about authentically owning that there are times and there is a place in your life for your autonomy, right? For your own hobbies, your own friends, your own reflection, your time with your dog, whatever it is. And yes, at times you might want to include him in that, but also just acknowledging when you don't, there's there's a thing that kicks on for him where it's like, oh, he kind of misses you or he wants to spend time with you, right? So this is this is sort of like the mature version. We've all been there making these videos like how to make him miss you, right? This is sort of like the elevated version of that, which is I'm not, I'm not doing it to try and manipulate you. I'm actually doing it because I don't want to forget something that's true and authentic about myself, which is I am still, even if I'm relating or dating with you, I am still an individual person, right? And, and some of that individuality and authenticity is what is actually attracting him to you in the first place. So, so true. I could talk forever about this. <laughs> I talk a lot about this and talking about feminine energy. And I love what you said. This is not a game. It's not some kind of strategy. Like I'm going to yeah. lean back in order to make him miss me because I'm focusing on myself. If you're doing that, that's not feminine energy. You're actually coming from a results oriented place. Right. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's covert control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get it though. It's that energy exchange. You feel him start to become more autonomous or go do something. And we want to close that gap as soon as possible. Right. right. So you're yeah. saying if you stay anchored right where you are, he'll feel that pull to come towards you. And right. Yes. And if he doesn't, he's probably not going to be a good guy for you to pursue relationship with. Right. Yes. So, you know, I say this, I, it's not only true of men, but we're talking about men in this context, all men will pull away. The mm -hmm. question is, how do they come back? Right. So if he, you know, if he's been connecting with you at this sort of level and then he pulls away and we never really get back to the level that we were at, that's a problem. But if, you know, if he kind of pulls away to have some, you know, autonomy time on a, you know, Saturday night and a Sunday, but like Sunday night, he's kind of back in connection or Monday or whatever works for you. That's what you want, right? You want mm -hmm. where you can, you can, be in your autonomy or be in your receptivity and notice which guys want to keep coming towards you, right? Not just in a sexual way, but in a genuine, I want to connect with you kind of way. So even if it's hard to notice, ah, he's not closing that gap, that's a priceless realization. Oh, he's not closing the gap. Okay, so he's not coming towards me. Okay, so he's not really initiating with me, aka he's probably not a guy that I want to relate with. You know, maybe he's a friend, you know, maybe he's a lover, but he's probably not going to be committed relationship material. 
It's so true. And I know the tendency just to want to like keep those connections active and alive, especially if yes. you have a strong attraction to him. And that's yes. maybe something that's kind of rare to you. You see your feelings for him is kind of rare or special. And so yep. a lot of women are keeping things going and the man is happy to respond to her. He's happy to show up when he, when she invites him somewhere, but, and she yeah. thinks, you know, every time that that's getting her one step closer to that committed relationship she wants, but it just doesn't work that way. If he's not motivated within all on his yeah. own, I've really found, right? Totally. Yeah. And I mean, and just to, to explore that, you know, like from my own experience in the dating world, you if if a, if a woman keeps closing that distance, it does something to your desire, even mm -hmm. if there's like, a, you know, there is a desire to move towards. It's, it's sort of like, um, I need to come up with a better analogy. It's, it's, it's almost like the dinner table's already laid. So now mm -hmm. I don't need to go and make any dinner, right? Whereas sometimes actually there needs to be a space within which the guy can create and initiate. Um, so it's, it's, it's hard practice, but it's really, it's really worthwhile practice. Yeah, so, just, so true. Done that, you know, and it yeah. basically said differently, this could also be your spiritual liberation, right? So learning how to trust that you'll know when a guy's coming towards you that might be profound and long-term work, but it, it's worth doing, right? Because you, you get to trust yourself, you get to trust your discernment, and you get to notice, oh, is this guy worth having in my life? I can see how these three really work together. These last two are really powerful in combination with that first one. <laughs> is is he a one and not a zero yeah. mm -hmm. to you in the first place? So this was phenomenal. Would you want to recap these three points then we can get to some questions and comments? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so the, the first thing is you want to notice is the guy actually making you a priority? So we're basically saying you don't need to do anything. You just practice being yourself, being in your authenticity, being in your essence. And notice, is this guy making you a priority or can you wait until you find a guy that wants to make you a priority, right? That that's not something that you should be having to do something, kind of to Helena's point about, uh, you know, what I was calling backseat driving or covert control. If you're always having to do a thing and then he makes you a priority, we'd much rather the guy always already is making you a priority. Um, the second thing is making yourself a priority, right? And realizing that the more you have going on in your own life, the more uh, expression, the more you're exploring your gifts, uh, other forms of connection, the things that are important to you, the things that your heart cares about, the more full your life is going to be anyway, right? So, so relating might occur to you a little bit less like a deficit need and a little bit more like, oh, this isn't, this is like stuff overflowing in my life already. And when he sees you making you a priority, it's just kind of like basic psychology. He's much more likely to want to make you a priority, not from a place of manipulating him, just because it's like, oh, yeah, you are valuable. Your time is valuable. You've got stuff going on. It's not just like I can hit you up anytime, always, and you're always available for connection with me. Um, and then the third thing we talked about was the connection autonomy polarity. So just saying that naturally we move between being more connected to someone and more in autonomy. And typically, women are more likely to be in that connection polarity, which is totally fine. But at times, see if you can practice occupying that autonomy polarity. And just notice what impact it has on a guy if you're dating a guy or getting to know a guy. Because, um, again, it might be that the more you're in your autonomy at times, then he's now got to close the space. And that's actually, that's actually good for most guys to have to do that, right? Guys value things that they work for, not, mm -hmm. not work for in like, oh, I'm so independent. I just never need a guy in my life. That's probably too far. But, you know, in work, in the gym, in finances and in relationships, it's good for guys to have to work for things because what we work for, we value. Yeah, just like we do. This is a human nature thing, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I, that was such a great recap. I love everything you shared. I feel like we could do a whole video on each one of those. Right. So <laughs> while I look for some questions and comments, do you want to yeah. tell everyone about uh, your coaching opportunity that you're opening? Yes. I know you don't do this very often. There's That's right. limited spots available, but I have the link to apply in the description. That'll be the first yeah. link in the episode details. But yeah, let everyone know about that while I look for some comments and questions. Yeah, this is the first time this year, so I guess we're almost halfway through the year that I've I've opened enrollment for for new clients. So I only do this once, sometimes twice a year. So if you're interested in working with me, this is you know the time to do it. Um, if you're interested and you click that link, you make an application. I will read that application. If I think we could be a good fit, then we'll get on a on a discovery call to see if we are. That's free of charge. Um, my coaching is about helping people be more themselves and particularly as that intersects with dating. Um, but I also help people in other areas of their life. The through line for me in, in coaching is um, who are you really and who are you becoming and what's getting in the way of that. So quite often the focus of this sort of work is claiming your power, um, learning how to trust more deeply, um, relaxing into your feminine essence or whatever your true essence is. How can you let go of a limited idea of who you are or who you have been or roles that you've been in that are now outdated, right? Sometimes we call those personas. You might have gotten very used to being incredibly independent, but you're realizing actually now there's some things I had to throw out in order to be that way, you know? So a lot of this is about being a more loving, powerful, integrated you. And it's a little different than just being like the quote, best version of yourself. My focus is much more on what's the real authentic you, not just mm. sort of a hero persona idea that you should be this particular person who presents himself in the world in this way, but much more, if we listen a bit more deeply into life, what does life want for you now? What is what is actually the true expression of you now? How can you be more present and authentic? That's, that's a lot of the focus of my work. Um, I'll throw out a couple other things that I've helped a lot of people with. If you If you found it hard to let go of a guy, I'm good at helping people do that. Right. Being mm -hmm. a voice of compassionate, sober objectivity to help you get to your truth. Um, if you're in some kind of love triangle, right, maybe you're in love with someone that's not actually structurally available to be in a relationship with you. I'm good at, at help, helping people let that go. I'm also good at helping people who are struggling to put themselves out there. Right. So if you aren't really dating or you don't really know how to date or maybe you had a significant relationship and now you've not got back into the game, kind of like getting close to what, what you actually need to do, what's the inner work to do now to allow you to feel, you know, expressive in this area of your life. So. So great. It's all so needed out there. I'm so happy to be able to offer that. I, I don't do too much private coaching on my own anymore. And there's only, I think yeah. like I said last time, just a handful. You're a superstar, Lena, you know I mean? Gosh, <laughs> you've got the biggest audience. <laughs> well, that's so sweet. I always say there's maybe like less than five coaches that I refer people to. And Jack is definitely one of them because okay. he's okay. so he's so brilliant. He'll be able to help you out. And so make sure to let him know that you found him through me or through, mm -hmm. through this live stream. Just type Helena Hart in the where did you hear about me section. And he's going to give you a, a bonus access to his yeah. transformation program, which is $1,000 on its own normally if yep. you end up working together, right? That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great course. It's 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 a good supplement for coaching because it's all in this territory about yeah. what is the transformation that you're ready for? How do you be more um, 
how do you be more yourself? What do you need to let go of in order to do that? Um, it's also got an Enneagram masterclass. It's got um, pre-recorded calls of, of me working with specific problems and specific challenges that people have in this territory. Um, it's also a, a whole load of audio. So you can, you know, whether you're at the gym, you're commuting to work, at work, we made it that way. So that it's really easy for people to digest. Uh, yeah, it's neat. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I was just checking in with the chat, looking for some questions. Amy asks, do guys actually do that? Uh, what specifically were you talking about? Because she left that question earlier and we can get to that. So just give us a little more clarifying information. Crystal yep. says, do men who dated you years ago, but went their separate ways, then came back together years later, how do I get him to see me like I'm a priority? I think she means. Do you have any thoughts on that one, Jack? Well, again, so I, I just run this through our first point that we've been talking about here is in your assessment, in your discernment, is he actually treating you like a priority, mm -hmm. right? Because it happens, right? It might have been that, you know, we were, I don't know, high school sweethearts, but, you know, one of us went off to college or one of us went to fight a war and it just wasn't, it wasn't in the stars, so to speak, to support the relationship. And sometimes things come back around and that can be great and beautiful. But at some point off his own bat, he's got to want to take you seriously and see you in that way, right? So uh, if you're engaging with him ongoingly and it occurs to you that that's not happening, you might need to downshift the connection from your side and just make a simple authentic communication. Like I'm actually into this, um, but I want it to be something serious if that's what's true for you, you know? Mm -hmm. And the risk is you might lose some connection with him, right? But the upside is, you either have him change his standard for connecting with you or you create the space in your life for someone that wants to see you that way, right? So that can feel like a little loss or even a big loss in, in the short term, but longer term, it's nearly always the path of, of, of truth. Yeah, so true. I think people who are hanging on to these half-hearted connections are actually furthest away from what they want rather than someone who's completely single and available and open. So I love what you said there. I think that's really important. Yeah. And and, and just a quick thing to add to that, you know, not, not all connections and in, in my experience are about being committed connections, right? So sometimes mm -hmm. someone comes back into your life and like, you know, it, it is a lovership and you basically didn't have the opportunity to do it 30 years ago because yeah. one of you was partnered or one of you was going off to do whatever. And that can sometimes be sweet. It's just about trying to see it for what it is. And what's difficult is if you want partner, trying to be someone's lover is, is it's just hard over the longer term, right? So, and you might say, well, if I'm that into it, I don't really love with people that I don't want to be as a partner. You know, that's, that's fair if that's, you know, the way that you're kind of wired up. Um, but it's sort of like, can you see something as like a sweet romance and a reconnection with, without having to see it as this longer term thing? And if you can't, you probably have your answer that you need to downshift as hard as that may be. Absolutely. I completely agree. So Diva says, when my life gets busy, he's there blowing up my phone with texts. He gets bored, but misses me. Set boundaries. Thank you for sharing your experience here. I'm just loving yeah. all these comments and questions. Marisol says, words are cheap without actions. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Paul says, shouldn't you make yourself a priority first before you make others above you? Yeah, that's exactly what we talked about in the second point. You might have yeah. just joined. So for those of you just joining, when the replay of this post, you can go back. But that's exactly what we talked about in number two, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. Okay. Here's another question. What's the best way to mend the relationship after some stressful interactions? What a great question. Do you have any thoughts on that one? Yeah. One of the things you might want to try is um, noticing if words are, are bringing you closer. 
so sometimes they can, right? Sometimes that's like a, you know, a, a good channel of communication that we have, or it's a way, you know, some people connect mentally and, and, you know, so ideas and words as a way in, but for a lot of us, we're going to connect more directly, um, somatically through the body or emotionally, right? So sometimes after a stressful interaction, if, if I no longer see you as a threat or vice versa, you know, can we sit next to each other? Can I put my hand on your knee? Can we hold hands? Can I put an arm around you or you man me? We don't necessarily need to say something. I, I guess what I'm distinguishing is, is processing getting you closer to, back into connection? Um, if it is great, but oftentimes it won't because you've, you're kind of, you know, it's had been a stressful interaction. Maybe you're, you know, both blown out. You've just kind of maxed out. So this is sort of a little bit more like a sweet, you know, like how an animal might come up to you and just kind of like push its head into you, but let you know, like, I'm, I'm here, I'm available for connection and affection. Something in, in, um, in that kind of realm is what is where I'd start with this. Um, <clears throat> basically honoring that silence can be really powerful, but perhaps having a shared experience, you know, even if you just watch a movie in silence or if you go for a walk, you don't necessarily need to talk about the thing, but you can just be back um, in each other's presence. I also would say if you are noticing your inner stressful interaction, um, notice, notice if it's snowballing. So notice if the thing that you're talking about is narrow or if it's now getting broad. And this can be hard, right? If you have a propensity to be, I've been there in relationships where there's, you know, an argumentative dynamic, it, it can be hard to do that. But that's really the way to make those interactions overall less stressful is to actually keep them really narrow and on point. And if you notice that they're snowballing, have a code word or even just say, hey, I notice this is getting broad and actually... I want us to keep this specific. And if we can't do that, probably better to, to table it and come back to it. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. Yeah, such great advice. I know I get questions like that all the time. So Diva says, over time, I really get to know a guy, especially when I'm going through a loss, sickness, et cetera. Crystal says, thank you. So your, your answer to her question was helpful. And okay. that's actually all the questions I see today. And we just had about 30 minutes. So this was great, perfect timing. Is there anything else you want to say about for coaching or any last words of wisdom on this topic, Jack, before we close out? Well, I want to thank you for having me here. I've enjoyed it. And thanks everyone for engaging with us. Um, I'd love to explore coaching if it's a good fit for you. The other thing you'll notice if you go on that form if investing in personal coaching isn't an investment that's right for you right now, there's also a, a, a group coaching that you can take. And the next time I open up a group program, those people will be the first to know and get the chance mm -hmm. to do pre-enrollment. So bear that in mind because that's another way that I work with people and I might have another group that starts in this fall. Um, in, in terms of coaching, you know, I love that I get to coach with people. It's powerful work. You know, this my, my aim in coaching is what's the conversation at the core of your life? Like, what's the thing that we need to really be in conversation about or the question that you've never fully resolved um, or the part of you that's not online that actually is suppressing your true authenticity? I love to get in there with people. And I think people's experience of working with me is it's it's the sort of mix of I'm, I, I can be soft and tender and um, attentive um, but I also sort of have a reputation for kind of saying it as it is, but in, in, in a way that you can hear, right? Not in a way that like sledgehammers you, but in a way that's like, hey, um, this is what I'm seeing. And I'm more curious if you see that than whether I see that, right? So uh, 
yeah, I'd love to just explore that with you. So if you apply, it doesn't commit you. There's no cost. You know, it's kind of on me if I then want to get on the phone. If there's no charge to you for that, we can just explore it. So. Okay, great. Yeah. So if you're interested, definitely apply. So that's the first link in the description or episode details. And again, make sure to let Jack know that you found him through me to get that bonus transformation course, a thousand dollar value that you just get for free if, if you end up working together. Right. So you're so welcome, everybody. Make sure you're following my podcast. Click the follow button on my podcast homepage if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you're listening on YouTube, make sure to go over to my Master Your Magnetism podcast and follow me over there. That's where I'm spending most of my time these days. And so thank you so much, everyone. So Diva says, thanks for sharing my comments. Please bring Jack back. Such a pleasure seeing you both. (laughs) You're so welcome. Yes, you're welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And Jack, this was great. I hope we can do this again soon. I always love yeah, everything you share. I always love it. I'm here. Okay. It. All right. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Have a All great right. weekend. Thanks, everyone. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.